Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, September 30th, 548 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up five cents at 674 and a half. November soybeans up six at 1416 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up 12 at 908 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat up 12 and a quarter at 979. December spring wheat up eight and a quarter at 974 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, leave me a rating, leave me a review. I could always use some more of those on that Apple podcast app, especially if you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave me a comment, give me a yield update, crop update, any sort of opinion on anything that I say here uh, would be very much appreciated. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Uh, morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, all of my grain marketing recommendations, uh, lots of weather info, charts, graphics. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. Uh, yesterday's video was titled, Okay, Now It Feels Like 2008. You may say, Joe, you're crazy. This isn't 2008. Uh, what just happened in England this week uh, makes me feel like this is turning into 2008 again. So the Bank of England essentially had to rescue the country's uh, pension funds and banks and institutions because they were caught uh, in a bad deal with this currency collapse over there, uh, the bond market collapse. So that mirrors 2008 in uh, some way, shape, or form. Is that an isolated incident that a central bank had to come and rescue these big institutions? Or could that happen elsewhere? Uh, I don't really know, but in my opinion, that feels 2008-ish. Uh, there's a lot of differences. Uh, certainly, and I discussed the differences and also some of the parallels in yesterday's video. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, new stuff every single day, uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation, nobody will try to sell you anything else. I'm going to give you both sides of this next story. I have no opinion on it of my own. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission is suing pesticide manufacturers alleging a price-fixing scheme. The lawsuit alleges that Syngenta and Corteva paid distributors to not offer farmers generic pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides after the company's respective patents on several chemical ingredients had expired. The FTC estimates that U.S. farmers paid around 20% more for some products accounting to amounting to hundreds of millions of dollars per year. Federal Trade Commission Chair Lena Khan said this, By paying off distributors to block generic producers from the market, these giants have deprived farmers of cheaper and more innovative options. To give you the other side of the story, a spokesperson for Syngenta said this, Syngenta strongly disagrees with the FTC's complaint, which it believes is contrary to the facts and the law and is without merit. We are disappointed that the FTC has failed to appreciate the beneficial effects that these rebate programs provide to our channel partners and to growers. A Corteva spokesperson said this, we will vigorously defend our position that Corteva's customer marketing programs are fully compliant with the antitrust laws. Uh, that's the story, guys. I have no opinion on it. If you have an opinion on it or uh, you know something about it, uh, drop it in the comments here. 
Low water levels on the Mississippi River have caused barge freights to hit record highs. So the low levels, which are a result of, of dry weather, essentially, have resulted in draft and tow restrictions. At the same time, the barge industry, just like every other industry, has had trouble hiring and maintaining workers. Uh, USDA said this in its weekly grain transportation report. The tight barge supply is problematic for grain shippers headed into harvest. Increased demand will likely put even more upward pressure on barge rates. Uh, fertilizer shipments also at risk here, potentially causing some concern regarding availability and pricing. So you've got these low river levels paired with railroad issues. I think that those issues have pressured uh, some of your spread markets like corn and soybean future spreads. Uh, basis levels have weakened, which is you know normal. It's harvest. It's normal for spreads and basis to weaken um, around this harvest time slot. But I think that this barge issue uh, has something to do with it. Certainly, uh, here's a chart of barge freights from Bloomberg, and they're just you know like off the charts. We've never seen them this high before. And USDA thinks that they could go even higher. So what we'd like to see ideally is some rain. Uh, across some of these uh, river areas, and you're just not going to see it. Uh, here's the radar this morning. You've got uh, the hurricane along the East Coast, but really not much to speak of anywhere in the Corn Belt or uh, anywhere along the Mississippi River for that matter. And the forecast is dry for these areas. I mean, you look at the Corn Belt, you look at the Plains, you look at the Delta here, really not much rain expected. This hurricane-related stuff is going to hit the East Coast, but that's not going to solve your river problems. Uh, this weather is conducive to harvest activity, um, but in terms of river problems and also in terms of your drought in the Southern Plains, now the Delta, uh, Western Corn Belt, Western part of the country, uh, not a ton of relief there. Here's uh, total expected precipitation for the next two weeks out through October 15th, and there's really not much here. Now, there's always a chance this time of year that some of this tropical stuff could dump a bunch of rain on, on the Gulf Coast, and that would be helpful uh, to this river situation. But it, it, it doesn't look that way now, but this stuff could all be wrong, and some of this red on my screen here could very easily make its way up into the uh, Gulf Coast. Here's the drought monitor, which was out yesterday, and drought really continues to expand. Um they do the uh, drought by crop in the uh, USDA reports when these monitors are out. USDA reported yesterday that 64% of U.S. winter wheat areas are experiencing a drought. That's up from 57 the week prior, so a 7% jump in just one week. We were 42 the same week last year. So all these areas of the southern plains here, up through the central plains, up through the northern plains, and now you've got throw Minnesota, Iowa, throw Missouri in there, throw these um, uh, Delta areas of, you know, Arkansas and Mississippi. And of course the whole, you know, West coast for the most part, uh, drought continues to be a big issue, uh, in the United States for a lot of reasons. We had an export sales report yesterday. I was kind of a mixed bag. So weekly net soybean sales for the week were above expectations at a million metric tons, but a million metric tons for, uh, this given week of the year, uh, seasonally, it's like the lowest of the last 10 years. We should be selling a million and a half 2 million, 2.5 million, and we're not. China just hasn't been around for soybeans in the way that they typically are. Now, they were big buyers of new crop soybeans early in the year, like in the spring. So we've still got a good looking book of, of export commitments when it comes to beans for this current marketing year. It's just that the buying's been kind of absent as of late. Uh, corn sales and wheat sales were both kind of within uh, the middle range of expectations. We got a USDA report today. This will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time. Quarterly grain stocks. Uh, this report essentially will, fe will feature USDA's take on old crop ending stocks for corn and soybeans. So the date is accurate as of September 1st. The marketing year ends on August 31st. So these are your old crop carryout numbers that that are expected: 1.5 billion for corn, two, 242 million for soybeans. Um, 
if there's a surprise, it probably comes in the corn numbers as as it sometimes does because we can't gauge feed demand. Um, they could also adjust the 2021 crops, I guess. A lot of things can happen. Uh, the trade's usually decent about getting this stuff right. Um, I'll have some details for you guys on Monday. One large Russian bank wants to block Western companies from the country's grain dealings. VTB Bank, which is a big Russian bank, has been hit heavily by Western sanctions. They have asked Vladimir Putin to issue a decree to prohibit companies belonging to persons related to unfriendly states from buying grain and oil seeds from Russian farmers for onward export. The order should also prohibit firms related to unfriendly states from owning Russian companies involved in grain loading capacity at ports and grain storage. A VTB bank spokesperson said this. Exporters from unfriendly countries own about 15% of Russian port transshipment capacity in the Azov Black Sea Basin, allowing them to extract additional profits from trade in Russian grain, while the Russian economy and budget are missing out on significant revenues. Uh, Putin has reportedly asked his aides uh, to review this proposal. So this is just more geopolitical Black Sea wheat export risk. Russia is the world's top exporter of wheat. They've got a big crop. Um, if for some reason that is at risk, uh, that's a problem. So this is additional like supportive stuff, uh, probably for the wheat market in particular. Cattle market had a rebound yesterday, some uh, decent gains in live cattle and feeder cattle. Uh, cash trade 143 to 147 so far this week. Outside markets, uh, U.S. dollar is higher. We've got the S&P up 16, the Dow's up 100 points. Uh, bonds up almost a full handle. Gold's up five bucks. Crude oil up 20 cents at 81.43 in the November WTI. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll talk to you Monday.